Cottony Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cottony. Hey, this is Trent Cottony, CEO of Cottony Attorneys and Consultants. I want to welcome you to another episode of Law & Mortar. As always, I've got John Kenny with me. John, how are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be here again today. Always look forward to getting on our Law & Mortars and talking to our uh, fantabulous audience out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, John, you serve as a CEO on the consulting side of things. And we've had some very interesting news that has come out towards the end of last week and throughout this week. And that is uh, with manufacturers. Um, they have provided notification to a lot of their tier one contractors that they are no longer uh, going to honor special pricing and flat rates. Uh, we have received probably, I'd say, six or seven of these notifications and have kind of taken a look at it. Uh, we have developed some contract language. It's on our shopcotony.com site that specifically deals with this for $14.95. Got that out as quick as we could. Um, but, John, you know, I know I remember us talking earlier in the week about some of the calls you had had early on. How do you think this is going to affect the industry and what do you think the future is going to hold for manufacturer-contractor relations? Well, you know, when you look at it as a whole, if this was the only thing going on right now, probably would be a typical blip and work itself out. But man, this is like another pile up on top of the, you know, 100 car accident out on the freeway already. And it's, it's crazy. I think it's going to be the problem being exasperated because of that. Um, it's a big deal. It's no doubt a big deal. Um, I feel the contractors, from what I've been talking with and, and deal, talking to about it, they feel this is just one more death blow that they cannot absorb, nor do they want to deal with it. And on the manufacturer side, they, they're pretty plain about it. You know, it's going to happen. They've listed the dates of what you need to do and follow. So I, I think it is a big problem that's probably going to affect a good majority of the roofing contractors. There's some that probably aren't going to see an effect on this because they've been paying retail price and all this stuff to belong. But there's a lot out there that have already had, you know, programs in place that are no longer going to be in place that could, I mean, you know, end up being hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at these notices, most of these manufacturers have provided, you know, at least a few months before these things click in. It's either through the end of the year or through March. But the problem is, is that some of the manufacturers are saying that you have to have it inspected before the end of the year, but you can't get your pastors till January. Yeah. So it's sort of a, Not you know, it's, it's, it's a fallacy that, that some of that stuff's even there. And it's just, I, I think when I look at the landscape of manufacturers, everyone is suffering just like the contractors are. There are certain ones that are, are, are trying to play nice, but there's a handful of really bad actors. And, and I think, that um, some of these actions are going to have lasting ramifications on, you know, their relationships with their their tier one contractors. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, we're working on it. Stay tuned because there might be more on that from us. Um, next thing I want to turn to, John, is uh, training on the consulting side. We, you know, estimating has just blown up. Uh, our sales keep increasing, increasing every single week on both the intermediate and advanced training modules we have up now. Um, but we're switching gears and we're moving towards project management. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so speaking with a lot of contractors, and of course, if you're out there, you know this, estimating and project management go hand in hand. There's also a lot of firms that their estimators are also their project managers, but regardless, it is a, it's got to be a smooth handoff. So that being said, we looked at, the, we had a couple of options of other trainings we're working on, but we went ahead and accelerated the project management training. So, you know, this is going to be another um, probably 10 hour course uh, similar to where our estimatings are, it's going to walk you from uh, what is it to be a project manager in the roofing industry. So again, we want to be able to draw the newbies in and somebody wanting to get the job and run them all the way up to the very end, how to be successful for your company and in your career to be a successful roofing project manager. So we've accelerated that. We're about halfway through the development stage. Um, I would hope all goes well. You're liable to see that announced by the end of this coming month out on the market. Yeah, that's that's going to be um, very successful. The amount of, of inquiries that I've gotten on the legal side alone, I know that there's going to be a lot of people that, that are interested in that. So one of the other things I want to talk to you, John, about is uh, COVID-19. And, you know, we right now, Delta is the predominant strain, uh, but there has been some recent news this week of several other variants. There was the... Uh, Mu variant or Mu variant, I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, very dangerous strain in that uh, there's no immunity to it. Vaccines don't work on it. Uh, the monoclonal uh, treatment doesn't work on it. Nothing works on it, right? So um, right now it represents about one to 3% of the, the cases that are out there, but there is some concern that once, you know, if Delta dies down, that that may become the dominant strain. The other thing that I saw is that there's there is another strain a, uh, a with a, a C strain instead of a B strain uh, that is also the um, almost completely different than what the original strain was at this point. It's morphed into something completely different. Uh, so the interesting thing that I've noted since this thing has started is how um, contagious and how quickly adaptive this thing is. It, it is absolutely amazing how quickly it adapts and expands. So the message, you know, to contractors, both on the, I guess, the consulting and the legal end is you got to prepare for this, right? You got to prepare for inefficiencies. You got to understand that vaccines or no vaccines, mask or no mask, this is going to be the way life is for a very long time. And you need to make sure that your operations, your, your safety and your HR training keep uh, up to speed with all the changes, both from the CDC and, you know, your state and local requirements, because it literally changes almost every week, right? So it's been very frustrating to our clients and our customers, but uh, you need to understand that, especially as we get into the winter months, that you're going to see more and more hospitalizations, more and more infections. Uh, you know, it's still relatively warm right now, and we're still seeing record highs. So, just be prepared, understand you got to factor that in, you know, as far as the inefficiencies in the training. But, you know, John, what what are you hearing and what do you think about uh, how long that we will be in sort of COVID-19 world? Wow. How, you know, we, we've been, uh, well, I don't know, 18 months now. So it seems like forever. We've always, oh, lights at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, here we are. So the roofing contractors that I'm talking to today are all for the majority telling me they are dealing more with field COVID cases than they ever did through when we had the lockdowns and the, you know, the early stages of COVID. So it's out there. It's hit, 
the, uh, you know, more, it's more effective. They're dealing with it. Um, but the scary part is I don't think there is a light per se at the end of the tunnel. They're now saying that the COVID, you know, the Delta version could go to an endemic, which means it's going to always be there, but it'll be manageable, which was great news a week or so ago. You said, okay, there's a light in a tunnel. And I agree with you, this newer, and you and I talked about this, and now it's becoming more mainstream, the MU, I call it MU, because I don't know whether they're called MU or whatever. But the point on that is, if you know, when you start to hear them say, oh, we're studying it, we're not sure about it. They've said that through this whole thing, and then bang, we're into a whole new regimen. So that all being said, we all have to move on with our lives. We've got to run our companies. We've got to live our families. We've got to travel. We've got to do our stuff. We know we can't do anything other than that. I'm really working with companies to concentrate on the operational efficiency. You have got to be prepared for this. You've got to understand this is going to be a line item. Working through COVID for whether it's the next 18 months or the next 18 years, whatever it's called, there's going to be something out there. We need to start gearing up for that and understanding that's going to be a cost of doing business. Same way labor shortages was a cost of doing business. Now we got material shortages. All that's a cost of doing business. So that's what we're trying to work on right now to get out ahead of this, because I don't think uh, we're going to see the virus in, in any way, which way or form anytime soon. There's going to be something else. That's what I see. I, I agree with you, John. I, I tell you, I've ordered my space helmet. I'm going to walk around with it. and uh, I can't my... wait till we do the first law and mortar where you're wearing that. The audience is going to love it. I'm, I'm going to be a trendsetter. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> going to be the future. So, John, guess what time it is, my friend? I'm hoping it's question time because I'm it looking is. for a good one today. A pile of questions here. Okay. So this is a good one. This is actually from John. John to John. Um, so the question is, uh, in my employee manual, I'm allowed to withhold money for competent person training, OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 training. Okay. Uh, but is it a good idea to actually withhold that training if someone is terminated or otherwise, otherwise leaves the company? I've noticed that I have been getting more and more claims as a result of trying to do this withholding. So, John, I'll, I'll let you answer first and then I'll chime in. Okay, so this is strictly from off-the-cuff business experience, nothing legal on it. You'll cover that. My personal opinion on this is most of the time, absolutely not. I would just assume pay that person to the last day they work, get them out the door, be done with them, never hear from them again, period. Again, you can use it as a bargaining tool on the way out. We're going to pay you this, and I know you'll get into that in a minute, but other than that, honestly, you've got to value your time. This is how I look at it. If you're going to hold back four, five hundred, or a thousand dollars, but you got to have your HR person, you're involved, and it's going to take you 20, 30 hours to go back and forth with this person that you want to be done with because you wouldn't have fired them or they left you to begin with. Factor that in. Sometimes, as much as it hurts, and you want to be right and prove your case, it's kind of like fixing a roof or anything else. Just make the problem go away and move mm -hmm. on. Much better value of your time. I think that's sage advice, uh, John. I, I would say, you know, from a legal perspective, you are allowed to do that. I mean, obviously, you want to watch out for minimum wage overtime, stuff like that, as far as, you know, impacting deductions, but you are allowed to withhold, right? So there's no issue there. As far as whether you should or shouldn't do it, um, you know, bygones be bygones is, is a good model. Um, you know, it is a great bargaining tool. So if you've got someone that is questionable on the way out, you could use it for purposes of whatever severance agreement you might come up with, uh, you know, in addition to any other consideration you want to add. 
Um, you know, occasionally you're just going to get somebody that you just can't stand. And sometimes you, you want to stick them. And I get that, but yeah, you, you do have to factor in, you know, you got to factor in your own time. There's nothing, you know, everyone focuses on money. Your time is more valuable. Your time is always more valuable. So definitely factor that in before you decide to uh, draw that line in the sand. But legally, yeah, you can absolutely do it. Just make sure you got a good policy in place and you're watching out for minimum wage and overtime stuff. So with that, John, we are at the end of another episode of Law & Mortar. I want to thank our loyal listeners. I appreciate you for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Uh, stay tuned next week for another episode of Law & Mortar. If you want to see me uh, or contact me, you can reach me at tcotney at cottonycl.com. John, how can they get you? You can get me at jkenny at cottonycl.com, and I'll put another plug in. It's doing really well. Don't forget to check out The World of Roofing. A lot of people have watched it. We've got another guest coming up in September, um, and we're all set through the end of the year with guests. So please check us out. Yep, it's good stuff. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye now.